This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500 500. All right. Welcome to our show, everybody. Rusty. Hi, everybody. Russ Hi. Matthews. Yeah. Are you ready to hit the headlines? Hit me. Bring it on. All righty then. First up, if you fancy a royal rom-com, well, we have good news. Wow, put royal and rom-com together. You kind of have a potent combo there. Um, Yahoo reports that Meghan and Prince Harry want to use their multi-year Netflix deal to produce more light-hearted content. And Meghan says she loves a good rom-com. Uh, apparently, she's seen When Harry Met Sally a million times. Who hasn't? Um, I actually have to take this opportunity to show this footage, because we got to go to Katz's Deli and redo yes. When Harry Met Sally you have that? Um, for our season two premiere. <laughs> well, the Duchess insists that she's done with acting, would only produce. So, you know, I'm just saying, if, if When Harry Met Sally is your favorite rom-com, I think you're on the right track. Yeah, but what do they do? I mean, they have to do something like Princess Diaries. Remember, you're a princess of Genovia. It has to be something about, like, a princess meeting her prince, and, well, that's their real life, though, isn't it? Ironically, hers feels like she rescued him. You think? Yeah. Oh. Do that. Maybe there's a twist. They could tell a story like that, where the prince gets rescued. It right? worked forever after. It, uh, hello. She rescued herself. It's the best. I'll watch it. Whatever they make, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. All right, what about this? The New York Post reports a rescue of mythic proportions took place off the coast of California's Catalina Island. Scuba diver Pablo Avila lost consciousness during a dive. Super scary. And his friends were having trouble swimming to him, but then suddenly appeared a group of mermaids. <laughs> yeah, mermaids. The divers soon realized the aquatic assistants were not actual mermaids, bummer, but they were swimmers training with the Professional Association of Diving uh, Advanced Mermaid Program, which teaches uh, swimming skills while wearing a monofin, which is that mermaid tail, you know? Can you imagine? I just decided right now, I hope I never drowned, but if I ever do, I am only accepting help <laughs> from a mermaid. That's it. If you're not a mermaid, I don't want it. Sorry. 
This feels like, I, I, I probably would have thought at that point, like, I am dead because I, mermaids are coming. Right? <laughs> but you're not dead because you're still part of this world. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, and finally, Fox Business reports that air travel could look very different in the next decade. NASA launched a competition for U.S. companies, I love that, keeping it stateside, to design and build eco-friendly, fuel-efficient commercial aircraft prototypes that could test fly as early as 2027 and may be ready for the masses in 2030s. Some prototypes in the work included the double bubble planes, which are basically two fuselages side by side, and then also planes that look like one giant flying wing with passengers seated 10 across. That's cool that, that they're making brand new planes, but I, I'm not gonna be the first one on it. You know what I mean? Like, you guys ride it, and you guys ride it, you guys, I'll be on JetBlue until everyone sort of said that's, they fly, they land. You know, it's funny, all the men sending the, um, how shall I put this, anatomically interestingly correct shaped spaceships up into other yeah. planets. I don't know why that doesn't really do it for me, uh -huh. but eco-friendly like future birds, I want in right now. You would fly this way. Yes. What hmm. most concerns me, do you know what most concerns me about air travel? What? Snacks. Will they have good snacks? I'm sorry. <laughs> Give me a Frito. Give me a, 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 a Cheeto. Give me something name brand on these things. They always have the worst pretzels, the worst peanuts. I, I have priorities. I just heard a tip. One should wear compression socks on an airplane, and I was like, I have obviously no sexuality going on in my <laughs> life because I'm excited about the compression sock. I'm like, you should? Uh -huh. Does that take the swelling out of my ankles? Yeah. Like, whoa, <laughs> I need a night out on the town Drew, or something. Drew confessed about wearing granny panties the other week and now she's I got a compression sock. The bigger, the better. Yeah, don't put any of this on your dating profile, okay? Don't do and any And yet, of if somebody doesn't really like me for who I really am, I don't know, that worries me. Okay, never mind. put it on your yeah. Profile. I like yeah. large underwear and uh, tight ankles. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back to find out how a pop-up library featuring books by black female authors finally found a permanent home. This story is so amazing and we have a really fun surprise, so go away. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like and gift mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? 
In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. to share this next story from the BK Reader about a woman who created the Free Black Women's Library, a library featuring books exclusively by black women authors that she started on a stoop right here in New York City. Fun fact, The Cut put donating to the Free Black Women's Library on their 2022 gift idea list. I think that's a very good idea in mm -hmm. itself. Here to tell us more about it is founder Ola Akinmowo. Hi, Ola. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk about your beautiful business. You started on a stoop. How did you grow it? Um, I started the library in 2015. And basically, it's a social art project that features 5,000 books. As you said, I have books written by black women and books by black non-binary authors as well. And the way the library works is through a trading system where for every book you bring, you get to take a book, as long as it's written by a black woman or black non-binary writer. And the library also features a wide array of free public programming. So we have workshops, we have film screenings, we have performances, we have readings, and we also have these community conversations that are inspired by the books and the writers that are in the collection. Was there a book early on in your life that you read that just made you go, I want to be a reader? Oh, most definitely. Um, Toni Morrison, The Bluest Eye. Yes. Classic. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely Alice Walker, The Color Purple. Yes, I have um, that in their library. <laughs> uh, definitely um, Maya Angelou's I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Ah, great books, all of them. All the classics, all the classics. And we have all of those in the collection. So it's very, it's a nice thing for people to experience that. Even when you read something like that as a teenager, sometimes you come back and you read it as an adult and totally. your perspective is totally different. Yeah. And I love you're listing all these books that are in your collection. And you, you started on a, a stoop here in New York, and now you have a permanent home, right? How did that... Uh, yeah, how did that a storefront. Right? How did that come to be? Well, this has always been a community project. It's always been supported by the community. And one of the things that happened when I grew the collection, starting at 100, is I would take the collection to different places all over New York City. So while the book was there, we would do our trading, we would do our workshops and things like that. And I would start to get books from writers, publishers, people donating, and the collection started to grow. And it got to the point where I had between about 2,000 to 3,000 books. Wow. <laughs> and I had to put the books in storage because my apartment was like, not a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> there are books everywhere. You can't haul those around, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So every time I would have to install the books, I'd have to go to storage, pack up the books, put them in an Uber, go to the space, unpack the books, set them up for however long. Once that, once that was done, pack up the books, put them back in storage, mm -hmm. boom, 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 back and forth, back and forth, Ubers, lifts, sweat, sweat, sweat. Mm -hmm. So... 
it came, it dawned on me that wouldn't it be nice to have a space where I could eliminate that back and forth, where the books could just be set up permanently and people could come and take part in what we're doing and they could come and do their trading and they could also use that space to read, That's to right. write, to work, to meet with friends, to connect with other people. Mm -hmm. So I leaned on my community once again and I launched a GoFundMe. Uh, set a goal of 100K, and my community came through wow. and donated the money, and I found a storefront. So now we are in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. The books are set up. We've only been open for a few months. Things are going really well. We've had a few events. Uh -huh. We've been trading books, and it's wonderful. I'm just really grateful. Congratulations. That's a monumental achievement. Amazing. I mean, you. we are just so impressed by you and we're so excited to meet you and your organization is so amazing and we want to see the Free Black Women's Library continue to grow. Thank you. You planted a seed, grew a big tree, and we'd love to add another branch on there. Our friends at Gateway feel the same way and they're going to donate $10,000 to yes. your organization. going to donate 15 oh laptop computers what? Yes. <laughs> to your space. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Um, whew, okay, you just blew my mind. I'm so glad because you're blowing our yeah. mind. And this is the only way we knew how to try and have that reciprocity. To learn more Thank about you. the free Black Women's Library, please head to our Instagram page where we'll be talking all about it. I'm so sorry. Hello? Millie Bobby Brown? Oh my gosh, you need a ride in the Druber? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll. do you guys need me anymore? No, you can, you can go. Okay, I'll, I'll. it was so nice meeting you. Millie, nice I'll be right there. <laughs>
She knows something, and that is infinitely more dangerous. Please welcome Millie Bobby Brown. By the way, you look stunning. Thank you. I can't believe we're finally together. And I was like, can I start with Gertie Loves Eleven? Eleven is like ET in every way and like she it, it feels like more of a feminine ET, but somebody who falls from another planet and is completely molded by the people around her. And oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here! I also watch this show religiously, so it's like a really big deal to be on it. And I have been watching Enola Holmes religiously. Do you love it? I love it so much. I love this. Oh my gosh, yes. Wait, are we at a red light? I'm gonna ask oh, you a question. Red light. Okay, go. Okay, do you do English accents? Can you do one of Enola? I do, I do. Um, I had to learn forever after, but there definitely it was more of a royal pronunciation. Yes. And I loved uh, studying for Edie Beale, who definitely talks like with a very strange voice. <laughs> is there an accent you can't do or that you're intimidated to do? Oh, this is a good question because I, I obviously, I do my, I, I do my, Basically, the Australian accent can go really far back in your throat, and then the English accent's like middle. Yes. And then the American's all in the mouth, and it's all very like easy going. I get intimidated with certain English accents. My dad, he's from the countryside, so he's kind of, he doesn't talk like a farmer, but a farmer in England, which is a very different thing here. And what does it sound like? It, I did, that's the one I can't do. Ah! You've caught me. Is it true you like Love Island? I love Love Island. Tell me why, tell me everything. Have you watched it? Is it the one where they put the microphones on the bikini? Yes. Okay, that's my favorite detail. That they... And they have to like, when they're, they're in the pool, they have like to put it on. Yes, they're like necklaces. <laughs> it's my favorite. Me and Noah Schnapp, who's in Stranger Things, He we, was on our show. He's the best. I mean, we were always able to kind of connect with each other. And it's so platonic, which is so beautiful. Same with me and Sandler. Yeah. Never dated, like, never kissed. And Jake, who, by the way, who's my boyfriend, he, when we first met, Jake was like, you guys are in love. But it's in the most platonic way. You're walking down the street. Does everybody want the secret? And yes. what do they tell you about <laughs> not talking about the secret? You get so many lengthy emails like, no, you can't say this, you can't say that. But, you know, a lot of people come down the street and they're like, can you do the pose? Some kids actually think I have powers. But <laughs> I actually have the tattoo. I got the tattoo which, um, by the way, these are all my cats. I like get scratched constantly. I have like 10 cats in my And cats. you have a bunny? I do have a rabbit. His name's Eeyore, because he's a French lop, so he's really Eeyore. big. <laughs> all of my animals have character names. I have Winnie the Pooh, and I have Maximus Meridius for Gladiator. Russell Crowe. Like, red red light, ones. red, red light. light. You have the best relationship. What's a red flag to pay attention to and love? Um, uh, men with umbrellas. I mean, it's also an ick, but a super red flag. Don't hold an umbrella. Mm -mm, I can hold my own. 
These were not what I would have expected at all. Like, I went on a date with a guy, and he's like, you're gonna have to lose the hat. Where we're going had the dress code. I go, are you kidding me? was the worst date ever. Yeah, no, I would have left then and that. Like, it to me, like, I people should are like, have. I already knew I loved you, but I'm so in love with you. Oh, red light. Oh, red God. light, go. Okay, what is your worst fear? You know, I had a really bad fear that when I was filming, I had a dream that I was on Stranger Things and I couldn't stop looking at camera. And that was a really big fear of mine. Like, I almost wanted to vomit. Wow. Imagine Eleven just turns to camera mid-take, doing it to the camera. like. I also need to compliment you. The Enola Holmes movies mean so much to me. I can't handle how difficult breaking down the fourth wall is yeah. and talking to camera. And I think you are literally the best I've ever seen at it. Oh my gosh. I think it all has to do with the fact that I just grew up in front of a camera. So I feel really comfortable with cameras. I am so glad that you said because it made me feel so less alone is I've always talked about how a camera is my friend. Yeah. And this is Ronnie! Ronnie, this is a huge deal for me. I am freaking out. I like, I'm obsessed with your show. Okay, wait, then that is a perfect cue for Ronnie's reveal. So, Alone at Homes 2, who doesn't love a great mystery? Yeah. Like, it was adventurous, thrilling, packed with action. I truly enjoyed it. I was on the edge of my seat for quite some time. And uh, there should be no shortage of mysteries for Alona to solve yeah. going forward. Nobody knows this, the kissing scene. Louis looked at me and he was like, so like, we'll just do it on the first take. And I was like, dude, like, it's not a big deal. Like my first kiss was in front of my dad on screen. Right. You know, like <laughs> nothing phases me at this point. And I was like, like, it's fine. Rehearsal, I just thought, you know, he's so nervous. I just rubbed him and just gave him a kiss. And he was like, <gasps> and that is so Enola to me. <laughs> yes. What would you like to do next? Or even if it's in 10 years, what's something on your bucket list as a producer and a filmmaker? I want to play a real person. And I think for me, Britney would be Britney Spears. Can I ask why? I think her story, first of all, resonates with, with me. Just growing up in the public eye, watching her videos, uh, watching interviews of her when she was younger. I mean, same thing with you. It's like, I see the scramble for words and I don't know her, but when I look at pictures of her, I feel like I could, I could tell her story in the right way and hers only. I've looked forward to a moment like this. I've wished it, I've manifested it, but as just a, a human to human, you are so wise, so magnanimous, so freaking cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm taking my seatbelt off too now. Best interview I've ever, ever done. Long live Enola Holmes. Yes! <laughs> Don't forget to leave me a review. Thank you, Millie Bobby Brown. I love you so much. We had such a love fest. And when you love somebody so much and you admire them and we have that E.T. Stranger Things connection. Oh, she just checks every box for me. Enola Holmes 2 is streaming now on Netflix. All right, you guys, thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with us. We make this show for you, so take it with, with you. This is Sarah. And this is Beth. And we are Pantsu Politics. A podcast where we take a different approach to the news. We talk about news, we talk about politics, but we also talk about parenting and travel and pop culture and how all of that affects how we understand the world. We're really different people. Sometimes you'll hear us agree and sometimes not. 
We think that's where the fun is. We laugh and learn together and with all of you twice a week, every week. Pantsuit Politics is about engaging with each other and the news without the anxiety and the frustration. We hope you'll join our conversation every Tuesday and Friday because politics doesn't have to be exhausting. Our listeners tell us it's like time spent with your good friends who did their homework. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.